Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Our guest is Eric, raised in Sweden, a staunch atheist, which took a radical 180-degree turn. Eric shares his story. Where do you stand right now? Well, now I'm um, a committed Christian since um, 15 years ago. I'm a soldier of the Salvation Army and I'm working in um, Christian ministry uh, in Sydney, um, serving God. And um, I have completed um, some years at Bible College as well. Um, so I'm theologically trained, which um, neither of this would would have been anything that I, I would even have believed I know. had someone told me that 15 years ago. I was just going to say, I'll go back to school when you were there and say, hey, this is what you're going to be doing in 50 years. And you'd probably just have laughed, right? Absolutely. Oh, and I would have had a few things to say. So yes. Get some professional help. <laughs> <laughs> so how, professional help. how did this all change for you? Uh, well... I, funnily enough, it was really in senior high that I started coming across some some really devout, committed Christians that were different to all of my presuppositions. They didn't really fit the mold, and I kept on, um, I, I was really quite harsh. Uh, I was on a, a, a bit of a mission. I was a proselytizing atheist. I would like you know, ripping people to shreds. I made my case quite convincingly. Um, and I managed to convince some to, to abandon what they believed and held very dearly. Um, and I was part of the debating club at high school, and um, I would often be involved in conversations with people. Um, I managed to um, find myself in a stream of, of study at high school where I needed to study both religion and philosophy um, due to my interest in language. And that um, also opened up many discussions and, and opportunities. And, and I realized that in a relatively small class, I found myself surrounded by a handful of really strong, committed Christians mm -hmm. who uh, were up for it. And they weren't going to just go away. Um, and they um, were really quite firm with me. So it all came to a head when one of them uh, basically sat me down in no uncertain terms and said, Eric... I can't take you seriously. Um, you haven't given God a chance, and I'm not going to talk to you ever again unless you read the Gospel of John, and then we'll talk about it next week. So what? what how did you react? <laughs> I believe more or less my exact words were, fine, I'll read it, and I'll prove to you from your book that your God's not real. And? <laughs> and that was the beginning of the end, really. Um so what did you I, find what, as you started reading? What did you? I tackled the challenge. Um, I had a little notepad, a pen, and um, of course, coming home um, in in the household where I was, there was really no no family Bible or anything like that. But I managed to remember that I, when I'd been in year eight, there was this old strange man that had come um, to uh, to my class, and he he was from the Gideons. He'd handed out these tiny little red Gideons New Testaments which I hadn't quite, I'd accepted, uh, but I hadn't quite managed to, to, got, to get rid of it. And I found it. I turned my room upside down, found it fallen down behind uh, a desk drawer in my little room and started reading it um, again and again and again um, and noting things that I found to be confusing, um, things that I disagreed with um, and, and started sort of documenting these. Uh, but 
what I failed to anticipate, of course, was the questions that it also raised for me. Um, how could I be so sure? What if I'm wrong? What mm. if Jesus is who he said he was? Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I think it was such a God moment that my friend um, steered me in the direction of John's gospel um, because I loved the, the, the beauty and how it was written, and it really just drew me in, and I couldn't, I couldn't put it down. I couldn't let it go, and it just kept on eating away at, at my atheist faith. Yeah, I love the beginning of John. It's probably my most favorite part. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yeah. And the Word became flesh. Isn't that powerful? It's amazing. It just goes to show that the Bible is living. It's a living Word, isn't it? Absolutely. And this was a process over some time, and, and it all started to change as God's Spirit was, I know now, working inside of me. But I, of course, didn't know that then, and I wouldn't have used those words. And um, it, it was a process over a few months, really, um, that, that this was all unfolding. And yeah. and I put up this big external facade that nothing nothing was changing, that it was all business as usual, and, and uh, I could play that game. But I was growing uh, increasingly um, less convinced of, of atheism as such. Wow. So what would you say now to an atheist who you met? It depends on the stage of their journey. Um, There are some of them, um, like myself, who would have needed a big sort of slap over the head and a bit of a wake-up call to say, hey, um, you need to consider the options. Have you ever truly given um, even the option that there could be a God a chance? Have you ever prayed, God, if you're real, show me? Um, and, And... some may have, others may not, but that's, that's certainly I've found to be um, a good sort of opener. And then you can explore um, concepts, you can explore, um, I can share my story uh, of, of what I believe God has done. And um, even if you can um, argue uh, and argue and argue about certain points and about minute details of, of belief, um, often what I've found is that very few people who, who knew me then and who knew me now could, could argue with my story. That's our guest, Eric, a former atheist, now with a living hope for his eternity. If you'd like to touch base with Eric, send us an email. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.